0: my name is christina and thank you for checking into the home for ocs this is a podcast where a guest and i talk about our original characters the good the bad and the self-inserts and today our guest is daniel how are you doing
1: i'm doing great yeah it's a good day
0: i'm, I'm very glad to hear that yeah thanks for having am, me uh, <laughs> you're welcome if I sound a little rough, listeners, it's because um, Mother Nature heard about the fact that it's now meteorological spring and decided to just throw every single allergen out that nature, that Mother Nature had in its stock. So I might feel a little bit rough this episode. It's oh fine. no,
1: that's that's always <laughs> rough, you know. I, I always got to be uh, taken by Claritin and stuff, or, or the mm-hmm. it goes it goes wild.
0: See, I didn't think that I would have to because I hadn't been, like, paying attention to allergen counts or anything. <laughs> and then I was like, I had to, I was like, I've been having a lot of, like, nasal drip and my yeah. eyes itch. And I it was like, oh, it's spring. Where's my antihistamine?
1: Yeah, it, it. I feel the same thing. It always sneaks up on you. You're like, oh, it's been winter. You know, it's fine. There are no... There are no- allergens like floating around and then all of a sudden you wake up one day it's like you know what this has been getting worse and worse am i dying of COVID? no 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 it's just allergens. no
0: no it's ju- it's just it's just the seasonal allergies that happen every single year and every single year we all continue to be surprised by them
1: i know right you'd think we would learn our lesson at some point but no no
0: <sighs> but we're not here today to talk about allergies <laughs>
1: No, uh, you know what? That, I'm sure there might be some podcast for that, but that's not this
0: Sawbones. Point. I'm sure that Sawbones has talked about spring allergies at some point, and if not, then maybe I'll send it in and get my first <laughs> listener-submitted topic on Sawbones.
1: Ooh, I like it.
0: But we're here today to talk about original characters, and specifically uh, yours. So who are we talking about today?
1: All right, we are going to be talking about my the Sith Lord, uh, Matrix uh he's uh, my star wars oc and i love him very dearly
0: okay just off the top of my head did you choose matrix as like the pronunciation for his name with the concept or like the context of like a matrix or matrices like like the data sets or was it just like star uh, wars it's fun uh,
1: mostly star wars it's fun actually to be perfectly frank so um I was trying to use the name Atrus, A-T-R-U-S, um, which, okay. is, uh, which is the name that of a That gu- sounds familiar. It's the ma- name of the guy from Myst. Oh, um, uh, okay, yeah. yeah,
0: that'd do it, that'd do it. Yeah,
1: you know, Mist. everybody sort of forgot about Mist, except for me, I guess.
0: Oh, <laughs> then then you are clearly on certain parts of the internet where people, I am aware, uh, love and appreciate Mist to this day.
1: Oh uh, well, I know about those people, but I guess just all the people in my life, <laughs> mainly my spouse. I'm like, no, missed and she's like, well, I, look, I get it. I'm glad you like it, but it's it's not for me. I'm just gonna go she just wants to play Persona. Um, no, so uh so Matrix originated in an MMO. Um I was playing okay. the Star Wars MMO, the old republic. It came okay. out Okay, yeah
0: is is that one that is like on PC or Xbox it's i know it's not one that i've played
1: it is uh it's PC only it was like um goodness it came back it came out in like 2008 and I was, like, mm-hmm. super excited for it because Bioware, the guys what made uh, Mass Effect and, and Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age were making an MMO. And it was not just any MMO. It was going to be a Star Wars MMO. And they okay, they okay. made the old Republic games. And I was like, this is my jam. Like, I love Star Wars. This is, this is going to mm-hmm. be super good. And the game came out, and it was kind of a huge flop. Uh, and while I kept playing it, uh, most people didn't. Um, but i uh when i went into it i was like okay i'm i'm going to be this this guy and i want to name him atrus and somebody had already taken that name so i was like okay mm. i'll be Matrus. that sounds like a star warsy kind of name whatever <laughs> it's star wars none of their ma- names make any damn sense it's just a bunch of weird syllables and it's cool or it's like yeah. two words put together so
0: so uh old republic now like i have I have vestigial awareness of the timeline of Star Wars from yeah. from long ago. Uh, Wiki walks on Wikipedia. Say that five times fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how when you say Old Republic, how old do you mean?
1: Um, it takes place significantly before the the first Star Wars movie, or I guess I guess it depends on how you say first Star Wars movie. New New Hope or um. Phantom Menace. But either way, it takes place way before that. Um, I think it's like 3,500 years before the other Star okay, Wars okay. movies. So it gives okay. it space to have anything happen. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's that kind of a thing where if you're making yeah. a work of fiction mm-hmm. and you don't want to have to worry about the timeline of events conflicting with things... And you just said it, like, way far in the past or way far in the future. I mean, that's that's literally happened in at least two franchises that I can name right now.
1: Yeah, they did it also for Star Wars. They also did a far future Star Wars one that isn't canon anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, one of the two franchises was Star Wars.
1: (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah, so I mostly was sitting down to play this MMO, and I'm not usually a big... uh, I feel weird even saying that a character that I played in a video game is my OC, because that's, you know, I feel like I listen to your show and mostly it's people, you know, not that I have to be like other people, but it's mostly people talking about like they write their fan fiction or they have a player that they play in a tabletop game.
0: I I'd just like to comment on that real quick. Yeah, I, th- I think part of that is maybe because a lot of the times, nowadays at least tabletop role playing games and fanfics are a very easy like entry mode mm-hmm. for character creation and like developing an OC in specific because like in the context of something like a video game yeah. you may not have as much like you may not have mu- ha- you may not have as much control or input over things like your character's backstory and environments. Whereas in a tabletop setting or a fan fiction or any other, or like a completely original work, like all of those you can control how it's set up. Whereas in like, in video games, and like, MMORPGs, you have the framework that you have to work within because you can't hack the system to say otherwise.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> is I, that I, correct? I, yeah, that is 1,000% correct. And, like, I'm no stranger to t- fan fiction. In college, I wrote a ton of Daria fan fiction. Uh, hmm. You can find that hiding some somewhere out on the internet. Daria, good show. Um, okay. But um, the thing that uh, is cool in an MMO, because it is a social space is that you can get together with other players and start role-playing with them. You know, the game itself, you know, you're walking around, you're pressing buttons on your keyboard to shoot lasers at the bad guys, and they die, and then you move on to the next place where you shoot lasers at the bad guys. It's more complicated Mm -hmm. than that, but you know what it is. But because it's a social thing, you can get together with folks And be like, I joined up with a guild of role players and we would all get together in like the cantinas or the, or in like somebody's spaceship. And we would all sort of like tell stories to each other about our characters or like go on like our own sort of uh, adventures together. We were making up our own sort of fiction for this game that already had a ton of fiction to go along with it, which was like a really fun thing to do. I do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like to role play a lot when I play video games even if video games don't necessarily provide for the space to do that you know I know you know video games just don't have the free form nature of just literally writing fiction or or um tabletop as you were saying but like even mm-hmm. then like if I'm playing like you know the any game where the character is a little bit vague I start coming up with like no, this is what this character do, or this is what my character would do, and stuff like that. I start building in my mind. I'll play like a... Uh, uh, what was that game where you fight the robot dinosaurs? Uh, uh zoids? I, it doesn't... uh No, if some playstation game doesn't matter um but i remember the character in that aloy like she does something late in the story and i'm like that's not what my aloy would do my aloy would do this because i just like i project personalities onto like every video game player character i have um Mm -hmm. so that um and Matrix was the first one where i really got into actually role-playing a character and that's, that's kind of why I love him so much. I love him so much that I, I, like, don't play the old Republic MMO much anymore, but I'm still thinking about him. And, like, I had him show up in some of my other, like, Star Wars tabletop role-playing stuff. And he is, ah, I love that guy.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. That's always a hallmark of a good OC if yeah. they keep showing up in things.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, Matris, I guess I should probably tell you a little bit about him instead of just saying his name and that I like him. Um, yeah, go for it. So, Matris is a human. That's not very original in Star Wars, but there's humans. Oh, okay. Uh, He's a human uh, Sith. And uh, so, in the game, and I didn't come up with this part. This is the the game set you up with this part, at least. You are a slave. And they find out that you have... Hmm. Yeah, you know. uh, Mm. And the evil Empire finds out that matrix is able to use the force. So they force him to uh use mm-hmm. the force for the empire, and if they don't, they're going to kill him. So that is sort of the thing that pushes you along in the storyline. And in and I know a lot of people uh, uh no, that's not Well, for me, uh I was... I sort of felt weird about that storyline. I really like the idea of, like, I want to play as a Sith wizard. Like, that's what you are. Instead of being, like, a guy who, like, waves a lightsaber around all the time, you're more like a, a Palpatine, the the big emperor mm-hmm. guy from the movies who, like, shoots lightning out of his hands and, and like, cackles and stuff. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have a lightsaber, but most of you are like, bah, I shoot you with lasers. Or uh, electricity. But, um... Even though the, the game story was like, and then ma- uh, and then your character does all of this stuff. In my mind, I built like sort of my own sort of storyline for him, which was mm-hmm. that even though he is forced to be a Sith, because, which is the, I don't know if people know about Star Wars, they're like the bad Jedi. Um,
0: yeah, if, if, if you've seen us, if you are familiar with even the barest tenets yeah. of Star Wars, Sith are... Sith are bad, Jedi are good. Yeah. In in different parts of the canon and the franchise, there's a lot of gray areas in there, but Sith people wear black and red and they shoot lightning and Jedi wear tan and and blue and gray and <laughs> they fly, I guess. Yeah, they come they- back as ghosts.
1: <laughs> yeah, they talk about how good they are all the time. Um so so what I what I did was uh, cause I found that all of the stuff about the Sith was so ridiculous, really, like they're so evil. And like that's fun in its own way, like bleh, I'm gonna destroy the entire galaxy. I'm gonna torture this guy for no reason. Bleh. When <laughs> uh
0: when when you say that, do you mean it sounds to me like you're describing two different like I guess intensities of evil. Yeah, were exactly. You, were, were you were you thinking about the Sith in the context of like being the snidely whiplash of Star Wars? You know, I am here to, I am here to build uh, ridiculous contraptions uh, and try to thwart the Jedi characters with with my with my evil death ray that is that is powered by a Rube Goldberg machine. Uh, or were you thinking of the Sith along the lines of the torturing people?
1: Um, I th-
0: one of those is good. One, one of those is, is acceptable in Wayward. The other one is not as much.
1: Well, it's I'm Matrix is neither of those. Don't worry. Um, okay, but okay, um, good. He pushes against the idea of the Sith. Actually, he is forced to become a Sith because he he grows up in the Empire, and there are Sith who are all over the place, but mostly they are both. Incredibly evil and incredibly petty. They're tired. All these Sith are constantly fighting each other or like killing their subordinates for no reason. Mm-hmm. And Matris comes in and he, because he's good with the force and is playing the game, he crawls his way up from being a slave. And it's like, okay, okay. I could use the force. And in fact, I've learned how to use the force to shoot lightning s- lightning from my fingertips. Okay. But I don't have to be a jerk the entire time. I don't have to be, uh, because that's just not a reasonable thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. And my idea for Matrice is he is the Sith who has a brain in his head and is actually almost kind of a nice guy because he, he sort of looks around and says like, oh man, this whole Sith mm-hmm. thing is like, it's like a bad idea that people yeah. are doing. Th- these guys are just complete... They're so mean. Like, there's no reason to just because a uh, because a guy disagreed with you, you're just gonna like mm-hmm. torture him or something. Why are you gonna do that? That doesn't actually get you anything what you want just because somebody looked at you funny. So, um, and it really he's I, yeah. He, it sounds
0: like Matrice is the is the villain. Heavy air quotes villain. Yeah. Uh, who has, who is aware of the fact that, uh, that positive interactions and communications, in fact, get you much further when it comes to achieving your goals than, than building a droid army to overtake the outer rim and disrupt trade negotiations.
1: Oh yeah. No, he's not super interested in trade negotiations. And so when we were talking in some of my role-playing stuff, we, we came across, and this is something that I knew about uh, already, but it's uh, the Sith Code. You know, they, they it's, you know, we're going to get deep into dumb Star Wars lore here, but it, it is the stuff that I love dearly in my heart. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to read you a little bit. Uh, I'm going to read you the Sith Code, which is what the Sith are supposed to stand by. I think it was written by, I don't know who it was written by, whatever. Um,
0: Darth and then hit the keyboard a couple of times To spit out some consonants Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah Darth. Peace is a lie There is only passion Through passion I gain strength Through strength I gain power Through power I gain victory Through victory my chains are broken The force shall free me And when you read that It's like, oh, that doesn't actually sound evil nothing necessarily evil in there except for maybe the first line peace is a lie there is only passion but even then that could sort of be interpreted a little bit
0: it it strikes me as very like it strikes me as very hedonistic yes in both a positive and a negative way like the point (laughs) if if in this context the jedi are emblematic of self-sacrifice yeah then the sith are indulgence
1: exactly the jedi are all about like repressing their emotions and like i'm becoming one with the force and you know in in the original star wars movies like or get uh anakin skywalker falls to the dark side of the force because he's not allowed to love like the jedi are like you're not allowed to get married he's like no but i really love this woman like no you're not allowed to get married and that drives him crazy and he gets manipulated he kills children and look It's not quite the Jedi's fault. He was also a bad dude. But they're all about repressing their emotions, whereas the Sith are all about embracing their emotions. And the Mm -hmm. thing that I figured out with Matrix is, you know, there's nothing in here that says the emotions have to be about killing people. Love is a powerful emotion. Like, um, you know, you could be passionate about justice even and, and, and helping people. So that is the sort of story that I ended up telling with Matris, partially through the written story that is part of the, the video game that I was playing, and also through, like, working with, playing around with some other people in my guild. Um, Matris um, is, grows in power as a Sith Lord, not by being a, a traditional evil backstabbing Sith. Syl- Sith. That's not the, I know the word is Sith. Why would I say Sith? An evil backstabbing Sith, but instead, like, I'm going to treat the people who work for me well, and that's going to inspire loyalty in them so that, like, they don't backstab me. I'm not going to torture people for no reason. And the thing that he hates more than anything is slavery. He wants to crush any amount of slavery because he used to be a slave Mm -hmm. and then through power, he's able to get it, you know, in the, in the Sith code, it says the force shall free me through victory. My chains are broken. That's literally like, Hey, you don't want to be a slave anymore. And he's like trying to talk to the other Sith to be like, yo, you know, like in our, our thing, it says, we're supposed to break the chains and and we have slaves. Like what, what the heck is going on there? And they Mm -hmm. generally are like, well, it's because they are weak um and and would uh, be like no no but again punishing people for no reason is is not a cool way to do things so he he starts building up his whole sort of like power base in in the empire of like empire reformers and in the end he is still kind of loyal to this evil empire but okay but he's like no but i want to reform the empire from the inside i want to make it good you know, they need to, I need to be like, I need to be the one in charge. Is he a little power hungry? Yeah, he's a little power hungry. But he's a little power hungry because he wants to become a good leader. He wants to to help the people. Um,
0: okay. I'm I'm going to ask a question here, which is, is Matris then, if Matris is fairly, it sounds like he's fairly committed to working within the structures that have been set up within the universe of the various Star Wars canons that he's been involved in. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he is more interested in taking existing structures and making them work for his benefit. Yes. Is there anything that would cause him to say, uh, nope, we got to uh, turn it off, uh, reboot in safety mode and start over. Start over from scratch.
1: He is, that is actually sort of the arc that I I have him working with, I guess. Uh, In my mind, he is of the opinion that I could reform this Sith Empire that exists 3,000 years before the other movies. Like, I can make Mm -hmm. this a good Sith Empire. And the thing that he keeps running into is that even though he has all of this power, turns out a fascist system of government cannot be quite as benevolent as he wants it to be.
0: Cheers man, I'll drink to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the the nightmare that he finds himself in. But then he also tries to uh he also tries to go to the the Jedi and be like, "Hey Jedi, like, hey, maybe we could like figure out some sort of peace talk or whatever." And the Jedi he encounters are immediately like, "Oh no, that's that's the evil that's the evil Sith lord over there. We got to we got to kill him." And most mm-hmm. of them are are unwilling to listen. He uh, and because of that, he's like, OK, well, the Jedi are bad and the Sith are kind of bad, too. So he sort of, you know, he's experimenting with the idea of like, maybe there's a, another way to go. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But he also feels loyal to the Empire. So it, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. The big thing. So that was like sort of like his main Sort of arc that was original, like he he rises up the the power of the Sith, and like he has like a cult that uh you know and followers and stuff like that that sort of worship him, but he's more like no 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 don't worship me, like just take the power for yourself, use your powerful emotions, and then you can <laughs> take power and do what you need to do. You know he's kind of willing to kill people if he needs to, but he he's ultimately like uh uh. He's just a very passionate person. And that's actually something that I sort of came to. It's weird. I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg situation, but I sort of like, as I was playing around with this character, I started thinking about like my own Daniel's, like sort of morality and whatnot. And I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. like I am a Sith now or anything, because Lord knows I'm not. That's not a real thing. But like sort of realizing I came from a uh, uh, not to get too biographical but i feel like i was sort of a very repressed sort of kid um you know very sort of uh, uh rough religious upbringing and stuff like that and not not rough but just very much like hey don't be super emotional about your stuff and and then through playing this character i sort of was like oh wait you can be passionate about stuff and that doesn't make you you evil like you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I sort of even, you know, you, you heard the thing all the time, like, facts don't care about your feelings, like that garbage, and that was stuff that I bought into at one point. And I felt like yeah. somehow Matrix sort of let me think, like, oh no, wait, feelings are cool. In fact, feelings are very good. <laughs> and in fact, they're maybe one of the most important things that you should think about. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So then that was sort of the the main Matrix story. And then what was really neat. That I sort of found was that in the, the actual video game story, um, yeah. the, the game was sort of sputtering. They weren't really getting a lot of new players. They were trying to find something to get new players in. And they were mm-hmm. like, I know we're going to have a big sort of reset on the game. Um,
0: okay. When you say that <laughs> they were kind of like, when you say that, do you mean they were like going to? Wipe everything, clean slate, everyone starting over at level one from scratch, no items? Or do you mean they were like revising the story of the game and like the setting, the narrative that was in the game itself?
1: They were revising the narrative. Um, they also okay, made. Okay. Yeah, they weren't erasing people's characters because that actually, if you want to lose players, that's a great way to do that. So they oh, didn't. Yeah.
0: The,
1: uh, but what they did was they said, okay, in the main storyline that everybody's going through, there is a new force that comes into the galaxy. The Republic and the Sith Empire have been fighting for like five years and then all of a sudden from outside of the galaxy for no reason is gonna come this other uh, empire called the Infinite Empire and it's gonna conquer both of them. It's gonna be this new evil faction that comes from outside of the the storyline and it comes in and you have to sort of fight them and they did that because that means... The Republic characters and the Empire characters have something to fight together. And then your character gets frozen in carbonite for 10 years, which means every single player character gets frozen in carbonite for 10 years. And it's sort of weird in terms of the narrative. And then you wake up 10 years later. Then the character wakes up 10 years later and this new force has kind of taken over the galaxy and is like making everything... Awful for everybody, and turns out like mm-hmm. the the old empire, the old empire has been conquered. The republic has been conquered, and this new evil force is here. And it's actually related to some other stuff that they had been hinting in the storyline. Whatever, I'm not trying to tell you the storyline of the old republic. That's not about Matrix, but for me, <laughs> but for Matrix, this was like, oh man, this is exactly what he needed for the story because he's like, you guys. The Sith have failed, the Empire has failed, the Jedi have failed, the Republic has failed. Check it out. It's your boy, the Sith Lord who's been who's disappeared for 10 years. I'm back. We're going to make a new faction, a new coalition of everybody working together to to beat these bad guys. And that's so- okay. that's a little bit of the story that's in the actual, like, that's sort of a little bit of the told story, but in my mm-hmm. role-playing game and whatever, we were sort of talking about uh, with some of the other players that, like, Matrix sort of saw this as a, uh, as a chance to sort of abandon being a Sith, even. I actually, I changed my outfit in the game. You know, I kept wearing like all these black evil looking robes or whatever. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I changed it. So um, I gave myself a big beard, which doesn't make sense because I shouldn't have gotten older while I was in Carbonite. But whatever. I I thought it was better. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing like a, a gray robe a grayish white robe that sort of covers the eyes. And it's just like, this is the, this is the new thing. We're not, we're not Jedi anymore. We're not Sith anymore. We're going to do, we're going to try to find the best of both worlds. We're going to, you're going to be able to have passion. You're going to be able to love people, but at the same time, we're not going to just enslave people or do evil for no reason. You know, we're, we're going to k- come okay. together and make the, make the galaxy a better place. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this, okay. is, this is the good stuff. Uh, and
0: uh how did that work out for uh, for Mr. Hannah Montana over there?
1: Um, you know, it wasn't great. Um, it did it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> great. He had good ideas he had he had great ideas. Um, he lost a bunch of the people that he loved during the time uh, the time you know he had a there was a woman that he loved and that she mm-hmm. she died tell I probably should have mentioned her earlier but um she died so um and then if for a little while it works out for matrix like okay we're going to we're going to work together and you know the empire and the the republic are like okay we're going to put our differences aside we're going to fight the these big bad guys but as soon as Please. the as soon as the big bad guys are gone then immediately it just turns into like cool okay now we're just going to fight each other again And and Matrix's new alliance of everybody was like, okay cool. No, thanks for that. You were you were really useful in that regard. But like, screw you. We're we're just going to keep fighting each other some more. And that was like, really? That was uh, that was the the conflict that that he's doing. And he's still trying to fight the good fight to be like, no, guys, come on. Let's not mm-hmm. be at war with each other anymore. But, of course, a couple reasons that won't happen. One, it's called Star Wars. It's not called Star Negotiations. It's not called Star... Everybody's at peace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, because he is in a video game, the the status quo will never truly change. Though, in my mind, the status quo does change for, for him, and he sort of... Um... In my mind, I think mm-hmm. he eventually just retires. You know, he eventually... Is like I tried really hard, and I'm gonna try to teach a few people like the things that I believe. I'll try to do my own thing, but in the end, I I did not succeed in making the in ending the war or anything like that. He he, he retires from the the Imperial Council. He gives away his name. You know, he's not Darth Imperius anymore. That was his. I should have <laughs> mentioned that. That was you get a you have you can't just be Darth. Matrix. you have to have a silly name. So he was Darth Imperius. So
0: (laughs) I mean, it's a shoe fits.
1: Yeah. So he, so that was sort of the end for him in the game. And the game storyline is still going on. I still pop in and and play with him here and there. But in my mind, that's just like, I'm just playing a video game at this point. In it, it, His Mm -hmm. story sort of ends with him sort of retiring with like, he got some victories. He actually saved the galaxy while he was at it. You know, because actually the most powerful thing in the world is putting the things together. But of course, in the end, he was a little bit of a failure, but he's able to just sort of retire and, and protect the people that he loves and and maybe mm-hmm. raise, a, raise a new generation, even if it's a small sort of a candle against the darkness. And that was the end of his major storyline. And I was like, I love you, Matrice. This is so yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so after... Matrix's story in the Old Republic wrapped up. Uh, where did you take him next?
1: So I was playing a uh, Star Wars tabletop game. You know, now we're getting mm-hmm. into tabletop. I was the I was the game master in that actually. Um, okay. And uh, you know, we had a which crew, system? Uh, it was the Fantasy Flight one. Um, okay. We okay. were um, it's Scum and Villainy. Um, was the one that we were playing. Um, but I, th- mm-hmm. I think they also have one called Force and Destiny if you want to be a Jedi and, and like some other books there they published a bunch of different books it's a good system I'm actually playing in a campaign of it right now where I have a oh
0: nice where I have
1: another guy who maybe i'll I'll have to tell you about um Jace Varick sometime um so I'm running this this campaign for uh my brother and a, uh, my brothers and a couple of my friends and they start saying like, "Hey, we're really interested in like we want to be doing stuff involving the Force, and like we're looking at like Force Ghosts and whatnot." And this storyline is taking place like during the original movie series, so that's like thousands of years after Matrix, presumably will have died. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Star Wars got Force Ghosts, baby, <laughs> and Star Wars do got Force Ghosts. Um, so I just had him show up as a Force Ghost. And the thing was, I didn't play the Old Republic with any of these people. This was extremely, you know, self-insertion, self-indulgent. But, like, they stumble across this Force ghost and they're like, oh, no, it's Darth Imperius. It's an evil Sith. Like, he's trying to haunt us. And I, I just had my uh, my character, Matrix sort of like, t- like, they were like, you can't listen to him. He's evil. Um, as he sort of like took our force user under his wing is like, let me tell you about the ways of the Sith, but like, not really like, Hey, why don't you just be cool to everybody and like not be a slaver and not be a jerk. And it, it became like this really fun thing where I was able to, you know, he couldn't do anything anymore. He's just a ghost who's able to give advice, but it was yeah, fun yeah. for me to like, cause as the game master, you're just sort of like telling the story and, you know, Normally you don't really want to just have a game master character take over the the show, because it's it's not show, mm-hmm. the the uh, the game. But for me it was fun to just be like every once in a while I would be able to have this character sort of comment on what the characters mm-hmm. were doing and yeah. uh, and sort of like haunting them. Like he just sort of ended up <laughs> on their ship and is just sort of like standing there like a grumpy uncle, just sort of like as a ghost haunting them um
0: Haunt, haunting them with varyingly helpful advice. Yeah,
1: varying, yeah. But the thing was he was obsessed with getting rid of slavery. And in the end, I think the cam- the campaign kind of ended in a weird way, but like um he uh are you know in episode 1 there's that little flying guy, Watto like the with the big yeah, nose. He's like
0: Yeah, what's his face? Yeah.
1: He's a man, uh Troy Darian, I think is the race. Um and one of our players was one of them, and he and he just was like, "Oh, can, can I get possessed by Beatrice?" Like he had been talking to me a little bit about it, and I was like. I don't know if that's how that works, but yeah, if you want that to be, what happens? And the campaign ended with, like, Matrix sort of being reborn in the body of a little flying guy who's now shooting lightning out of his hands and going into the, the new huh. galaxy thousands of years later. And, and, and that was sort of like a... um, our, We did a thing where whenever I end a campaign, we sort of say, like, okay, like, what do you want your last scene to be? And, you know, sometimes people get poetic or whatnot, you know, the guy who was playing uh, our um, our Troy Darian was sort of goofy, like, "Hey, can I get possessed by that ghost? I like that ghost a lot." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know if that's how Star Wars work, but that's how Star Wars works now." Um, <laughs> and uh, that was sort of fun. And I uh, I even had him show up a little bit on uh, I do a I do a actual play podcast now that's set in uh, Warhammer 40k. Um, okay, okay, but. Um, just uh they uh they had a uh advisor uh called atrus i I was able to use the the original name for him but he is pretty much just matris um dropped into the warhammer 40k setting as a guy i don't know if you know much about warhammer uh 40k um
0: uh not really
1: you know what i know it's
0: very crunchy
1: it's very crunchy it's um I won't get into it too much, but it's uh, it's sort of like dark science, uh, science fiction, very militaristic. Like it's like the the humans are existed in an empire and it's at war with the rest of the galaxy for a million years. Like everything is all very ridiculous. And I think it started as like a dark parody Of, like, uh, of uh, grim and gritty science fiction. And these days... And people
0: started to believe the hype and took it seriously.
1: Yeah, that is kind of the thing that bums me out, even though I sort of Ah. like the setting. But I dropped... um, I called him Atris. Um, cause in my mind, he isn't quite the same character, but he's sort of the same character because mm-hmm. he's a guy who comes in and is like, okay, I'm going to work with, uh, within this system, this empire that I am a part of that is kind of evil, but we could make it do good things. And he, uh, and he is trying to do that. And actually my, uh, he ends up betraying some of the players, whatever. Um, but that is, um, that was, uh, the other incarnation of Atrus and, uh, Atrus slash Matrus, and I think mm-hmm. he's probably going to be showing up at some other things here and there, too. I just, I love the guy so much. I'm not quite sure where his story goes. His story is kind of over, or his story is a loop. His story is constantly like, I am in a bad situation, but I am going to fix the system from within, and then realize, oh, wait, you can't fix fascism. we got to try to go outside of that and maybe try to be a good person just in my own life um and that's that that's uh that's cool and you know the other cool thing is like he flies around with the force he laughs he shoots lightning out of his fingers you know all that stuff's really fun too
0: (laughs) yeah so what kind of universe whether it's or even like format of media would you like to take matrix to next another tabletop system or like writing fanfic of your own or like
1: I've you know what I have dabbled with writing fanfiction for him every once in a while you know in a way I feel like the the long text conversations that I had with folks on uh uh Old Republic was sort of my fanfiction but I was never one who Mm -hmm. who copied all that stuff down and to be fair I wish I had, I feel like, you yeah, know, yeah. that it's been lost to time, all of that cool stuff. So I, I'm, I, I sort of fell away from Star Wars for a while, but somehow I'm like back into Star Wars recently, even though Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker was not very good, actually, like, whatever, yeah. we don't need to. If, <laughs> if,
0: if we're going to get into that, then we're going to be here for another, probably four hours and- yeah. listeners don't need to hear that unless you unless you want to pay me money to talk about it specifically
1: yeah might I direct you to <laughs> everywhere else on the internet if you want opinions about Star wars like you're you're, mm-hmm. you're probably good but um uh i've you know I'm playing in a star wars uh tabletop game right now and and I've been yeah. reading the star wars stuff and it's just got me in this Star Warsy mood, so I actually have, like, mm-hmm. started writing a little bit of, like, uh, tentative, like, what does Matrix get up to after the Old Republic sort of fan fiction, and, like, also trying to come up with, like, other characters for him to interact with, and Maybe, okay, okay. maybe partially, I'm coming on this podcast to make myself um, write this fan fiction by um, by <laughs> getting it out there. I have uh, made it uh, made it accountable. But this sort of archetype is is a lot of fun for me. You know, I, I like the idea of a guy who is you know th- mistakenly like trying to be like the noble villain inside of a a bad organization. You know, it's that, that mm-hmm. stuff's all over the place. Like that's a pretty standard, like anime trope too. And like just any, any other fiction, but, um, yeah,
0: but uh, yeah. as has been established on this podcast multiple times, tropes are not bad.
1: Oh, 1000%. No, no, uh, I, I love him. Um he, there's, um, he might be showing up in my Blades in the Dark game that I'm playing right now. I'm playing as another character right now, but she's mm-hmm. uh, she might be dying soon. She's really fallen in love with a vampire in a way that's very bad, and she might be dying soon. But um, and then uh. maybe Matrix will just show up, um, a variation yeah. on him. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as that is my uh, that's the stuff I love. It's more that it's uh, Matrix is almost. In, at first, I almost felt guilty like even saying that he's a character, because of like, well, he's not even really a character. He's just a bunch of tropes that I like put together. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that that's the definition of a character. He's a bunch of tropes I like yeah. put together. Yes, literally. And, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's how you do OCs, man. Um, and I, uh, yeah, so I just sort of, uh, I think about that, and I want to, I, I think... Even on uh my 40k podcast that I do, there was uh, there was a couple episodes where they randomly got sucked into the universe of Star Wars and I didn't have Matrix show up, but to be yeah. honest, that was foolish. I think Matris might just show up if they ever do that again. Like who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. he needs to mm-hmm. he needs to show up.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's 2021. Do things that give you joy as long as they're not hurting other people.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that is what Matrix believes in. <laughs> Not that it's twenty twenty one. It's like <laughs> yeah. three thousand Aby Negative or whatever. It was a long time ago. It was a galaxy far, far away. Who, who knows?
0: Yeah, time time doesn't exist even in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I I loved him so. oh man. Uh, I'm just thinking about how much, you're going to get me to reinstall the Old Republic. I haven't played it for like uh, uh, <laughs> like a year now. And just even talking about this, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to have to reinstall that thing now.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. Oh, no. I, I do not control your computer.
1: No, I... Uh, here if we go. If you
0: have the time for it and it's going to bring you joy, like, go for it.
1: It's downloading now. I, I've clicked the button to start downloading it. We'll see if I actually <laughs> play it or not. I don't know if I have the time, uh, but but we'll see.
0: So wh- while it's downloading then, um, <laughs> what is your favorite or the coolest thing that you ever got to do with Matrix?
1: Um, the, there is, uh, he confronted some Jedi who were doing the typical, uh, Jedi thing. And I appreciated the people that I play, I was playing with were like, okay, we're going to be like real stereotypical Jedi to give Matrix somebody to play off of. Um, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were like, you know, you, you, uh, you, and they were sort of like lecturing him, like you're, you're too controlled by your passions, you know, and all that. And, and I was able to say to these Jedi, there were like five of them and just one of me, and they're like, ah, we're going to beat you. And he says, mm-hmm. I have more good in me than you ever will, Jedi, and I can love and and just and that is the cheesiest, stupidest thing in the world, and I loved every freaking second of it. Um, and then it,
0: it's it's very shonen anime.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. It was I dropped a shonen anime character into Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's that. That's probably it. Or when. You know, some of the other cool stuff is I wouldn't necessarily say is stuff that uh, Matrix did really because it's stuff that's programmed in the video game I was playing. Like, there's a bunch of cool mm-hmm. moments in the video game where you like shoot lightning or you know fly around yeah. or blow up a blow up a super weapon. Mostly when I was playing with uh, with my friends in our role playing guild, that's mostly people standing around talking to each other in the chat window and and making emotes. But um, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun, and he also. I, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Man, a time Good. machine to go back to that time when that guild was active. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is a very specific time capsule.
1: Oh, yeah, 1000%. It was like, those people were together for like a year, more or less. And it was mm-hmm. like, this is like a cool year of like doing this weird group storytelling stuff. This is awesome. And now just lost like tears in the rain. Aww. Though actually the 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 problem was like some of the the best people left because like I was on an empire side like role playing and unfortunately a lot of people in Star Wars are like I'm a Sith and they did a thing where like I don't blame you if you pick a Sith. You want to be like I'm the kind of guy who kicks puppies. <laughs> I'm so evil sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and I was like I'm not that's not the kind of thing I'm interested in. That's actually super boring, I think. So. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, that was (laughs) Matris.
0: So I guess then, Daniel, uh, your last question for the recording today is, why do you love Matris so much?
1: I love Matrix because he not only gets into a part of Star Wars lore that I've always been fascinated with, like the, the ideology of, like, the Force, but also, um... Uh, mm-hmm. is a a very good person, ultimately, or at least a well-meaning person. You know, he's got some flaws here and there, though, actually, I don't know if he's... He's probably got less flaws than he probably should. He's kind of a little bit of a... What do you call him? A Mary Sue or whatever. But um, yeah. uh, I I love that I was able to take this this Sith code and sort of define it for what it means to myself. Like, I almost... I don't want to say it's my own philosophy because that's silly, but it helped me like become a person, a different sort of person. And like Matrix, mm-hmm. in a way, helped me become a better person. Like through pretending to be this guy, I I in some ways did become him. I guess every character you yeah. make, make in some ways is a self portrait, but it was it was mm-hmm. sort of a, a reflective thing. And also he looks cool when he has a lightsaber. That's also cool. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, uh, look, I anyone who says that they and anyone who tries to tell you that they aren't into Star Wars because at least part of it is that lightsabers are cool as a dirty liar. Yeah, like I- are you allowed to be interested in in Star Wars for the lore? Yes. Are you allowed to be interested in it for the characters? Yes. Are you allowed to be interested in it for the cool uh space tactics? Yes. But you can't deny that lightsabers are cool.
1: Yes, he his is purple and it's very cool.
0: <laughs> nice. That is a, a very important part of uh, of Star Wars characters. I feel you like. know
1: we wouldn't have purple lightsabers if it wasn't for Sam Jackson. On the oh s- yeah yeah yeah
0: because he uh... he
1: said I want to have a purple lightsaber yeah.
0: Yeah, he said, he, I wanted to, he says, I want to be visible, please, among all the blues and greens. And yeah. I said, you know what? You're Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. We can do that for you.
1: Yeah. They were like, you know, uh, is there purple lightsabers? Well, there hasn't been, but yeah, sure. I guess there's purple lightsabers now. mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. So thank you so much for letting me gush about my character. I, I, oh, it's, it's so, it's a joy.
0: Hey, you're welcome. It's, it's the it's the raison d'etre for the show. So. I
1: know, I know it's the whole point of the show, but I was, you know, whenever I do listen to it, I'm like, man, I want to babble about my own character to somebody, and, and here I am. So thank you for having me.
0: Well, you're welcome, Daniel. Uh, this is a good point for me to ask, then. Uh, where would you like to be found on the internet? Uh, what else do you have to promote to shout out that kind of a thing?
1: Oh, yeah, it's time for the plugs. Um, you could follow yeah. me on Twitter, at... L O T R underscore Dan D A N. I also really like Lord of the Rings. Um, but that didn't really come I up had in this no conversation. Idea. Yeah. Um and if you want to hear more of my voice, I do a bi weekly, is that how you say every other week? I, I do an yeah. every other week podcast um called Wrath and Story, where we play uh it's an actual play podcast where we've been playing uh Mm-hmm. versions uh, we've changed systems a couple times but we've been for like 3 years now. We've been having an ongoing story set in the Warhammer 40K universe. Don't worry if you've heard that it's too grim and gritty and kind of gross. Uh we are not that kind of show and in fact okay. really the Good to hear. That's only some of the fandom. A lot of the fandom is like super cool. Um and we mm-hmm. like to think of ourselves as that part of the fandom. Um we are actually just this next Monday Is it next Monday? Yeah, next Monday. Or Monday the... I guess next when we're recording. So Monday the 8th, uh, we are Mm -hmm. just starting our brand new sort of uh, arc on the show, which is designed to be a great place for uh, new listeners to hop on. Oh, nice. And it is a lot of fun. Um, So if you want to hear the adventures of a space elf and a space robot uh, flying around the galaxy, uh, shooting space orcs and finding treasure... And um, hanging out with a bunch of anime robots in an episode that was just pretty much the plot of Persona 3, the video game. <laughs> um, uh, check it out. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of the stuff we do. So, Oh, uh, yeah. again, that is um, Wrath and Story. Get it wherever you find podcasts. Or you could go to our website, which is Partial Arc. Partial as in sort of half of something. And Arc A-R-C.
0: Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That sounds like a fun show. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time for me to do my outro then. Mm-hmm. The Home for Wayward OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com uh, or at waywardocpod on Twitter. If you'd like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, we have a Discord server. If you are interested in joining, or the invite link should be on one of the Twitters for the Corner Podcast Network uh, shows. But if not, then you can message myself uh, at the Wayward account or the Faithful Twitter account or Noniferate you first or Loser Like Me and one of one of the bunch of us, uh, can get you the invite link. <laughs> and I am always looking for guests to talk about their original characters, so, uh, drop me a line if you are interested, uh, ideally through the official Wayward channels. Sometimes stuff gets lost in my personal Twitter, uh, mentions and stuff, so the Wayward account is the best way to reach me. Uh, and of course, as with all podcasts, it's always incredibly helpful if you can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.
1: Yeah, our... Uh you know, because we recorded in person for a long time for our show, and then we finally, you mm-hmm. know, we had to convert to doing, you know, the distant re- distance records, and our first episode was a damn <laughs> nightmare. We had to be just like, uh, we got sucked in, our characters got sucked into a computer this episode or something, because yeah. everyone sounds like a robot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well.
0: Hey everyone, more recent Christina here, and for today's friendly pod promo, I'd like to spotlight a podcast from former guest of the show, Nora. It's called The War in Our Stars, where Z and Zer guests read books from the expanded Star Wars universe. Check them out at WarinRStars.pinecast.co with hyphens in between the words, the war in our stars, or you can go to at exportaudiopods on Twitter for the network account. Thanks!